Good morning. You're listening to FloridaLA.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. I'm at Bologna, second day of the show, and I'm with Joe Lundgren with Joe Lundgren Consulting. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. Most people know your background. You started in this business and worked your way up to vice president of marketing with Deltile, and after retiring from there, you've been a consultant in the business now for how many years? Eleven years now. I want to talk to you about uh, the tile business overall and this show. It's your size show, historically the largest ceramic tile show in the world. Uh, obviously been impacted by some things in the economy uh, related to Ukraine and Russia. But the show's still here, right? That's correct, you know, and, and surprisingly, still very well attended. You know, not what we're used to pre-pandemic, obviously. the It's ramping up, and with all the things like you mentioned going on in the Ukraine and with Russia and with supply of body and gas, it's it's limited some people coming to the show. But all in all, um, I'm excited about the level of the attendance here at the show. I went to a press event yesterday, and they said it was double the attendance this year versus last year. So last year they were coming off the pandemic, and then this year they're looking at some economic situations. Uh, let's talk about a couple of those real quick. I've heard that natural gas is somewhere around 10 times what it was a year ago. That's obviously a factor since that's what fires the kilns. Then you've got the loss of the raw materials out of Ukraine. So tiles out of Europe are a little more expensive, aren't they? Uh, you could say that again, yes. And and we've seen that in the numbers coming into the U.S. with the import data that we can pull. Spain has been significantly hit, uh, along with Italy, all through Europe, and then also Turkey with their hyperinflation going on. There's still significant battles to overcome with bringing in product from Europe, which we, we, we need as a country because we don't have enough capacity to produce for our own market. You know, two years ago, I think it's been, China was basically shut off from the business because of the old anti-dumping situation and the duties that we placed on the coming into the U.S. Uh, and Spain picked a lot of that up, didn't they? That's correct. You know, uh, some of the big groups picked a significant amount of that up. You know, every country picked up a little bit. Italy picked some up. The U.S. obviously did. But for the most part, I see a lot of that shifted specifically with some of the small unit wall coming out of China did go over to Spain. So in a big way, they were uh, a big winner of that. So as we think of the U.S. consumption of tile, obviously there's domestic factories. They're running full out, and we still need to find about 65% of what we need to consume, right? That's right, yeah. We're not going to... I, I can't see in my lifetime ever producing enough tile to be able to, to meet the demand for consumption. So the biggest question I get asked from a lot of my clients is where to buy tile. And it's not necessarily like I used to in terms of go and look at what factory is the best and what logistics costs are the best. We look at the geopolitical situation going on in some countries, and then we decide where we should go for specific products. So, And obviously with the advent of inkjet, it's come along so far. We've hung our hat on that for the last 30 years. It's a fantastic tool to let us make all different types of products at the same factory. So, But, you, but even Inkjet, let's talk about that for a minute. That's a technology that's allowed some companies to emulate the real stone and, and get close. But uh, I just toured a Marazzi factory this morning, and they were talking about their Inkjet. And they can print 12 colors at a time. And as you know, most, uh, like say, office printers only print four colors. And that is how they get so precise in 
the range of color they can offer, right? That is right. And the nice thing about that is we talk about, I say we've been doing inkjet for 30 years. The question becomes, what generation are we on? And that is the great thing about the tile industry is we continue to improve on that technology. While we hang our hat on it, it's nowhere near the simplicity it was when it first came out 30 years ago. So if you wanted to build a tile factory in the United States, you know, one that's size enough, like a, a two-kiln factory, what would your investment be? You know, now with all the construction costs going, you're easily looking at a $170 million investment. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of foreign companies look at that is a little scary to come in and try to get into the market with, with that sizable of a investment when they might be able to use that same investment or half in their own domestic market and have a much more secure payback for that. So I think that's one of the reasons we don't see a lot more plants being built within the United States. Let's talk about trends. You've been walking the show and looking at what they're offering here. What are you seeing? You know, I, I joke in my notes that I send out that my first day of walking the show, I felt like I walked into the world of concrete show. Jokingly, the nice thing is somebody said to me today that it was more of a fusion look and where we're seeing the, the concrete mixed with some variations of stone and some big aggregates, much like terrazzo in them. Just like I was talking about with the inkjet, we see these looks becoming the fifth and sixth and seventh generation of a concrete look and really evolving. So there's some really unique stuff out there. The Italians are still the leader in design, I believe, and that's what's so exciting about coming to the show and seeing what new trends they're going to set for us. So I've seen some terracotta. That's a big trend, isn't it? You know, I always joke about what's going to be the next trend. You know, we come to Chairside five years ago, it was all wood and then marbles and concrete, and then I like to say every leap year we get a cotto look. And there's a couple factories with some beautiful cotto looks and, and nice rich colors, not only the traditional color, but even into the gold family, where gold has been, you know, a challenging color. White beige noche is, is gone from America, and we're, we're getting a little bit more used to some other colors. So I like to see that coming out in the marketplace. What about the onyx look? You seen some of that? Yeah, definitely the onyx. I'm, I always fall in love with the onyx. You know, honey is the only sellable onyx really in the States in any kind of a volume state. But I've seen some beautiful black onyx that is just absolutely incredible, very technical product. Love to see it installed. We just don't have the volume that it would take within the United States, whereas they're much more creative in Europe on how they might use that product. Unfortunately, we, we don't have as many opportunities in the U.S., but it's absolutely gorgeous because you need a massive space to, to show it off right don't you oh massive space yes and a unique space you know that's not something you ever see go in somebody's home you know because they eventually want to sell that home um, so that's why we get into the neutral colors much more with ceramic tile in the United States you just put out a report the other day it was very interesting about the economy and where we were headed give me a quick overview on, on what you see in the next year or so f from an economic standpoint well, I can say wholeheartedly, I believe commercial is going to be strong. All the indicators, the ABI looks good still, and even though we've seen a slight little decline in there, inquiries were up. So I do believe we'll see some good action on the commercial side. The downside of that is it's only about 30% of the ceramic market, whereas 70% residential. And we've all heard if you split 35% new home, 35% in the residential remodel, we've seen the lira start to slide, and, and that's a leading indicator of remodeling activity because so much went on during the pandemic and a lot of demand was pulled forward. So we know the residential remodel had significant slowdown. And obviously with the rate hikes we've seen, we've seen housing already drop. You know, So they're trying to cool the economy off here and get out of our quote-unquote recession that they say we're in. But it's still a unique time in the United States. So it's very hard to look at our traditional indicators when they're 
been propped up by all this government money that's been popped into the economy. So it's going to be a unique one. It's not a true recession we're in because some people are still on fire and, and doing really well. So it's a difficult time, but at the same time, you know, the one thing about the U.S. is it's the most stable economy. And what is this strength of the dollar doing to this whole import business? It helps in the sense that with the prices going up, obviously, uh, gives us a little bit more of a negotiating power. But at the end of the day, it's nowhere near the increase that we're seeing coming from the factories. So it's definitely a plus. It's a good thing to point out because if it was going the other way, it'd just be another negative we're talking about. So that helps, but it can't offset what we're seeing with the increases we're getting. Well, you're always a wealth of knowledge. Thanks so much for spending time with my listeners again. Been talking to Joe Lundgren with Joe Lundgren consulting, an expert in the tile business, and you've been listening to Kemp Har and FloridaAlley.net.